hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely wonderful day today, and I hope you guys had an absolutely awesome weekend. You enjoyed the show on Friday with Doug. Him and I definitely had an awesome show, as always, so I encourage you to listen to that. And what we're starting to see now here, and this is, you know, we've already started to witness this over the last year, year and a half, is a full purge of anything truthful. I looked at some information now, and I've gotten repeated, repeated information about this now, where people are trying to post what we talked about over the last few weeks, over the last few months, with ingredients that are in the Moderna shots, with information of people that are becoming injured from the Moderna and Pfizer shots. All this stuff is basically starting to come together And the problem with it is they don't like the truth. And when I say they, I mean the social media contractors, the ones that are running this. I saw two two different sites now um, on Instagram and another one on Facebook that has tried to post the truth about SM-102. You guys remember SM-102 is one of the main ingredients in the Moderna injection. It's also highly carcinogenic. Highly toxic, not recommended for use in animal or human test studies whatsoever, yet it's at the top of the list in the Moderna injection, SM-102. Well, there's been multiple posts now, including one that I just saw earlier on Instagram. They posted just the listing from SM-102 from the manufacturer that I talked to you guys about last week in detail from Cayman Chemical. It was immediately removed, and this is just they, – they literally just posted screenshots of the website of SM102, and they said our guidelines, we want to keep Instagram a safe place for everyone. We don't allow certain things including graphic violence, hate speech, harassment, and bullying. Well, I don't remember last time that Wikipedia discussions of SM102 or Cayman Chemicals was classified as bullying or hate speech. Well, it doesn't matter. Obviously, you guys know now. They don't want that information getting out there. And the more that I've talked about it after last week, the more social media and alternative media platforms have been discussing it in detail. Why the heck is SM-102 in the Moderna injection, and why is that supposed to be okay? Well, the answer is it's not. The answer is you're not supposed to know it's in the injection. The answer is you're not supposed to talk about what's in the injection. You're supposed to quietly and silently get shot and not ask questions. This is the narrative they keep promoting. Over the weekend, I took Hunter and a couple of my buddies. We took our, you know, all the kids, all the boys to the monster trucks. Not the Monster Jam, because unfortunately Monster Jam is still being run through Raymond James Stadium and a lot of other big uh, stadium areas that refuse, refuse to allow people to live freely still. I actually had to get a full refund. I fought with them over a month with Raymond James Stadium last month because I had tickets to go to Monster Jam. And uh, my son, just he loves the trucks. I don't blame him. They're pretty cool. And I got an email 
from Raymond James Stadium after I bought the tickets last about, about a month and a half ago. And they wanted to let me know their COVID guidelines. And they blatantly said, mask must be worn at all times, even when you're seated in the stadium. Well, if you guys know Raymond James Stadium, that's the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium. It's an open-air stadium. And I emailed him back. I said, this is unacceptable. I, I cannot comply with this. I have medical conditions that do not allow me to wear a mask outdoors, and I will not do this. And I fought with him back and forth. almost had to do a chargeback on my credit card, but I ended up getting my money back. Well, we went to another one, which is basically um, an offset. It's kind of like a lower-tier monster trucks and uh, in Brandon yesterday, and it was interesting. There were probably two, 3,000 people there. Out of the entire populace that was there, I saw two people wearing masks. Two. One, two. (laughs) And I thought, okay, here we go. Now we have people starting to wake up and people are starting to realize this entire thing was a fabricated lie to keep everybody under control, under surveillance, under submission. And the more we stand up and we say no, the faster we're going to be able to maintain this. And I saw a tweet from Kyle Becker, and I thought it was kind of funny. He said, a 99.7% survival rate, 95% of deaths have comorbidities, according to CDC. The average age of death from COVID is 78 years old, a.k.a. ironically, the exact average age of life expectancy in the United States is 78 years old. What in the heck are we doing? And I thought to myself, that's pretty factual. When we saw the CDC come out with their comorbidity aspect, you know, 5 to 6% of the populace that actually contracted COVID and died were, didn't have comorbidities, only 5 to 6%. And the average age of death was 78, which is the average age of death in the United States, period, without COVID or without any other factors. You start to realize real quick this whole thing was one giant manipulation factor. And this is exactly what we're seeing. Smoking and obesity were the biggest contributing deadliest factors to COVID-19 behind old age. There's statistically far more vital ways to help reduce COVID than wearing masks. How many government ads did you see telling people to exercise? or get sunshine, or quit smoking, or quit eating fast food and high fructose corn syrup. Hmm. How many, how many ads do you see about that? How many radio ads? How many TV ads? How many internet ads? How many times do you see social media put a little box at the bottom and say, hey, by the way, here's some tips to keep your immune system strong? Not one. That's the answer. There's not one single one that ever came about because they didn't care about your health. They didn't care about your immune system. All they wanted was control. So I encourage my friends, continue to keep your convictions and stand strong on this. We're starting to come back. America is starting to come back in some facets. Some states are not. And this is what we're starting to see on top of that as well now. Texas, which I'm really hoping Governor Abbott basically signs this into law now. If you guys have seen this, Texas is Actually, Texas is starting to stand up a little bit harder than Florida is. Governor Abbott has now mandated that no school systems can mandate masks. And on top of that now, the Texas Senate has just passed HB 957, which exempts all Texas-made suppressors from NFA regulation. 
as long as they are kept in the great state of Texas and stamped made in Texas, they are exempt from all NFA requirements, including any registration with the ATF. This bill is basically supposed to land on Governor Abbott's desk this week, and he has basically already implied that he is going to sign it. This is the same thing Montana did. Florida needs to follow suit immediately. We all need to start emailing our governor, our representatives. This is important because now that we have the high ground, now that we have the vantage point, we have to start pushing back and being basically on the offensive now because we have the traction, Florida, Texas, we now have to be the lead examples, and I commend Texas for what they're doing right now, Dad. What do you think? Well, I'm happy that Texas is actually seeing the light, so to speak, and allowing the suppressors. Hopefully they'll pass this. You know, we almost had that through Congress a few years ago, you know, in the United States Capitol, and there was a baseball game, and a few folks got shot, and all that thing went to the back burner. And so, you know, that was another big stage by the banking cartel that runs the world to stop that. Also, I want to thank all the listeners for the incredible feedback we had on the Ted Nelson Brower Show for Friday's episode. Uh, you guys really like Friday's show. I've got, I mean, I got emails from all over the world that you guys love the show on Friday. And some people were saying it's like the best show we've ever done. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I really appreciate when you tell me stuff like that because it makes me want to do more of those types of shows. So thank you so much because Austin and I put a lot of time into Friday's show. And also we need to realize there are a lot of memes going out right now. And I don't know how accurate they are, and this is really important. This is something that I got a bunch of people sending me. It was a French virologist, and it's Dr. Luc Montenegger, and he's a brilliant man. He's a, he basically won a Nobel Prize, and he also worked with different types of cell structures and talking about how these cells were putting out radio waves. Now, I'm going to stop for just one second because we talked about this on Friday. He said that basically our bodies are a read-write unit, that basically our bodies have the ability to send out radio transmissions from the cells and was able to prove it. Now, some of the scientists say, well, we haven't been able to duplicate what you've done, et cetera, et cetera. It's like they always do. But, guys, I'm telling you, they have the ability to read our DNA. They have the ability to read the electrical signals that our cells and our bodies are putting out. And when they put tracking chips in you or they load you up with smart dust – and they load you up with piezoelectric crystals like we talked about on Friday, they can track you really easily, and they can control your cells through the RNA. We talked about this in detail on Friday. So please listen to that show. But Dr. this Dr. Luke guy, he's saying that, well, he said in the interview, I heard him, he said, there is no hope and no possible treatment for the folks that have been vaccinated. We must be prepared to incinerate the bodies. They will all die from antibody-dependent enhancement. Nothing more can be said. Now, I personally believe that's hyperbole. I do. I think there will be a lot of people that are going to die from antibody-dependent enhancement, which means the body starts to not produce antibodies against the spike proteins because it thinks it's naturally occurring in the body. So the body basically lets it run wild in the body, and you end up dying of septus. Now, a lot of other people are saying that, you know, the spike proteins, are they being released into the atmosphere via aerosol dispersion? And are they, or are they being released from people that have been vaccinated? And the question is, we don't know. All we know, there are a lot of people out there that are having all types of lung issues, uh, thickening of the aortas, thickening of the artery, arteries that go from the lungs back to the heart, uh, which is fatal in most cases because basically those pumps, those arteries help to pump the blood. And when you don't have those arteries working properly, it overloads the heart and the heart loses efficiency. 
Just thought I'd mention that. So just try your best to stay away from people that have been vaccinated. And now they're also saying the Moderna shot has been linked to Alzheimer's and causing different types of senile dementia and different types of brain damage. So all of these things are coming out now about the vaccines. And then we have people like this Dr. Luke guy, Nobel Prize recipient, telling us that basically if you've been injected, you're dead. Now, I hope that's not true. And I want to believe that's hyperbole. I really do. But the guy's a Nobel Prize winner. But he could still be wrong. The reality is that's why I tell you guys you need to be on HGH Stimulate to maintain elasticity in the arteries. And you'd be on an acetylcysteine. Very, very important that you take those products while we still have those available. Now the FDA is looking at quercetin. You can, I mean, it's unbelievable. They're looking at pulling quercetin off the market. They're pulling, they're pulling astragalus off the market. They're, they're looking at pulling all of the herbs and all of the products and all of the different supplements that, you know, we use in so many of our formulations. So many of them. They're looking at reevaluating those and pulling them off the, off the market. There's a list of about 50 of them right now they're looking at again. So guys, remember this new world order that hates you. This new world order of what basically we would call them Sabbatain, Kabbalists, Luciferians, Druids, Synagogue of Satan, pick a name. They don't want you using natural products that are going to heal you because a lot of what they've done, what they've tried to do is backfiring on them. There was an article this weekend, and this is kind of going to be kind of an R-rated thing, so you guys as college watch it. Make sure the kids be careful listening to this. It was from the spectator.us. And it said the sexual counter-revolution is coming, that America's young elite are turning against free love. Now, remember, they tried to do this back in the 20s, and they had the roaring 20s, and they had all these people coming down with STDs and syphilis, and all these people coming down with pregnancies and becoming pregnant. Well, like you catch a disease, but they were having babies out of wedlock. And so all that whole roaring 20s came to a screeching halt when the Christian environment, the Christian world got a hold of us and says, no, we're not going to live like that. Now, here's the article. Charlotte is a 23-year-old Harvard graduate. She's beautiful. She grew up, in her words, a super liberal environment. You might expect to find her Instagram full of sexy pictures, but Charlotte has deleted all of the bikini photos from her online file. And six months ago, she embraced modest dress, nothing that exposes her collarbones or shoulders and nothing that reveals her legs above the knee. And it goes on to say that Narion is seven years older than Charlotte and he is what matchmaking 18th-century matrons might have described as very eligible, clean-living, highly educated, and charismatic single guy with a well-paid job in tech. He is the embodiment of Jane Austen's famous observation that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. In contra, all the modern layments about single men preferring to play the field, Nayan actually wants to get married. What's happening with our young people and guys, this is completely and totally the fault of the church. Just, just, just straight up, just letting you know that. All right. It's, just, it's the fault of the Christian pastors not teaching abstinence. The Christian pastors not wanting to talk about sexual preferences and adultery and all the other things that empty out the church. <laughs> just to be honest with you, they don't want to talk about it. All they want to talk about is name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. You know, you'll be blessed no matter what you do or how you live, no matter what your lifestyle is, you're going to be accepted. And so the Christian church has fallen flat on this. They really have. They've actually gone to a point now where they don't know how to go back and fix what they've done because this collaboration of what they've done working with the world has caused so many people to leave the church because they say, well, I don't really care about church because, quite frankly, you know, I just, you know, 
see the world living the same as the church. So why why should I go in there and try to go to church and give those boys money when they act the same way we act out here in the world? That's a point well made. He goes on to say now that Charlotte and Narion are not the uptight fundamentalists or ugly embittered feminists of stereotype, which really isn't a stereotype. They're members of the Ivy-educated Jonas Dori, whatever that means. They're pushing back against a culture of sexual freedom they see as toxic, not just to individual well-being, but even to the long-term health of the American society. They're the forefront of what default friend, a Bay Area writer on sexual relationships, terms the coming wave of sex negativity. Welcome to the sexual counter-revolution. I'm going to go ahead and post this article at the healthmasters.com website. I wasn't going to do that, but I want you guys to read through the whole thing. But, you know, it never talks about the importance of Christianity and what Christianity should have done in this. Of course, it's not going to do that because it's going to be a liberal writer. And then there's another article I want to read to you. And it says, why are women becoming witches? Whoa. It says, humans have always turned to magic when they feel helpless. I'm not going to really quote any of these people, but some of these witches have 472,000 followers on Instagram. Profile picture shows this attractive young woman wearing a black dress that reveals both tattooed cleavage and one tattooed thigh, holding a crystal ball and a ring-bedecked hand. The image is fiercely sexual and deliberately powerful, but there's a power that is linked to magic, which she says is open to all who choose to claim it. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on this one, though I am going to post it, and here's why. When I talk to you guys about the Kabbalists, which all of this is based in Kabbalah, and I talk about the witches and the warlocks and the wizards and the guys who practice sorcery, also known as the folks who practice pharmacia, who are poisoning us with spike proteins and vaccines and all the things we talked about on Friday, this is the group that runs the world. Now, Carmen wrote me. I sent her this. Uh, she's one of our listeners, absolutely brilliant lady, lives, out of, lives in Texas. And I, and, I, and I sent her this. I sent her the thing about the witches. And she goes, although I want you to, I want you to listen to Carmen because she made some really good points on this. And now some of you ladies, this is going to make you angry. Some of you guys, it's probably going to make you angry too. But she's telling the truth. Okay. Now listen, although it's interesting that the author did not talk about Christianity's role in the resurrection of witchcraft, I believe that a major contributing factor to the rising popularity of witches is the failure of modern-day Christian churches to offer bold, honest leadership rooted firmly in Christ. 100% right. As a result of this void left by the church, men have abdicated, good word by the way, their leadership position in the church and in society as a whole. The reasons for this are manifold, but the result is the destruction of Western civilization. Women lack the bulwark of protection and security that godly male leadership afforded women traditionally in Western society. Women feel vulnerable, leaderless, and are being forced in roles and positions of leadership in society, in the home, and spiritually that were never meant to be their domain. In other words, God did not design women to occupy the roles we are forced to occupy because men have been weakened by the onslaught of attacks against godly men in Christ-centered churches. It is no wonder men have succumbed to these attacks. There is no blame attached to this observation. This is war. This is a physical and spiritual war. The goal of the enemy is the total and utter destruction of God's creation. So naturally, the enemy has the church and the godly men firmly in his sights 
and is unleashing all the power held behind the gates of hell against his once formidable enemy. As the church and men fail in this battle, women are left leaderless, lacking the security and protection traditionally offered by godly men. Consequently, women turn to the occult to fill the void left by the church and the godly men that once formed and led our churches. Now, that is absolutely brilliant. I told Carmen I was going to read it on the show today. Absolutely brilliant synopsis. And this is exactly right. The men have negated and abdicated our responsibility and our role as leaders of the church, leaders of the family, and leaders spiritually. And the women have been left in a void. You see so many women, and I'm not picking on you if you've been tatted up. Don't get me, don't get me wrong here. But I see women with really, really nasty tattoos. I mean, really disgusting, filthy, satanic tattoos of the devil, of Baphomet, and all types of other things that they're wearing and showing their cleavage with and basically exposing it. I see all types of men doing the same thing. And as we have the bigger and bigger and bigger spiritual void here in the United States, both men and women turn to the occult. They turn to different things because they're trying to fill a God-shaped vacuum that only God and Jesus Christ can fill in the middle of their souls. Yesterday, I spoke to a young man, and I knew him when he was young, and we both he was like, I think he's two, three years younger than me. And it was interesting because he told me yesterday, I hadn't talked to him in over 20 years, that he'd become a hardcore alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic. And he basically was completely and totally financially and spiritually and personally devastated from his alcoholism. And then he went to AA, and he found God, and he found Jesus Christ, and everything in his life changed. I thought, wow. And his sister has also found Christ and is saved. And it's interesting because this alcoholic father of his also had a big influence in my life because he used to go to my mom's bar. Very well-educated man, by the way. He had gone to college, got a four-year degree in chemistry. But his dad was an alcoholic and his grandfather was an alcoholic and his great-grandfather was an alcoholic and he was an alcoholic, which is a little bit of warning for everyone listening right now. 10% of the population is genetically predisposed to becoming alcoholics if you start drinking. Be very, very careful with alcohol. Don't be drinking a glass of wine every single day. Number one, it's going to make you fat, number one. Number two, it's going to get you used to the alcohol. Number three, if you've got that in your DNA, you can become addicted to the alcohol and start drinking all the time. The young man's name is Tom. And Tom said one time he approached his dad about drinking and told his dad that his dad was an alcoholic. And his dad goes, no. He goes, I'm not an alcoholic. He says, an alcoholic needs to drink. He goes, I want to drink. It's funny how we twist things, isn't it, when we live in the sin and we don't know what to do. And he goes, you can call me a drunkard, <laughs> but not an alcoholic. I, mean, I don't even know. But people, they don't want to believe they're alcoholics. They don't want to believe they've got a problem. And Tom told me he had got, his father had like six DUIs, and finally he was walking on the side of the road having to pick up trash and had to go to jail every single night, spend the night in jail for six months and pick up trash throughout the weekends. And finally, that helped calm him down. So then he just let his girlfriend drive him back and forth to the bars so he could still get drunk. He never stopped drinking. And he died young. I think he died at 69 years of age. And he died of a brain tumor. And he drank a lot of aspartame. He drank a, ate a lot of nitrites. In other, in other words, he had a lot of pork, bacon, sausage, and ham, iced tea sweetened with aspartame, and diet sodas. And he ended up dying from brain cancer at a very young age. Now, could the alcohol also have been a contributing factor? Absolutely, yes. But the reality is this. We all have that God-shaped vacuum because Tom found Jesus, got cleaned up, 
been sober now for many years. And see, that's what all of us need to do. But why is it we've got to go to AA in order to find Christ? I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying that's a good alternative if you can't get it from your Christian church. But why is this being preached from the pulpit? Why aren't we being told that we need God in our lives and God's there for all of us and God will fill us with his Holy Spirit through his son, through Jesus Christ? Why are we not being told that? Well, because the Kabbalists and the Frankfurt School have come in and pushed this perversion into the United States starting back in the 30s and completely and totally destroyed our culture to the point of complete and total moral depravity now in most cases. And it's sad. Then you get the Department of Family Services harassing people constantly. If you spank your children, the Department of Family Services show up if somebody drops a dime on you. I spoke to another good man this weekend, and he had adopted some children. He adopted five kids, actually. And every time he turned around, the Department of Family Services was at his door knocking on the door. Sheriff was there knocking on the door. Finally, he had to give four of the children back to the Department of Family Services and put them back into foster care because he said he couldn't take the harassment any longer from the state. See, this is the thing they always try to do to everyone, isn't it? They always try to make your life as miserable as they possibly can if you get on their radar because they want you to comply. and They want you to do what they tell you to do. This is why Austin mentioned it earlier in the show. This is why they're basically – I don't even it's, – it's beyond censorship. They're just deleting stuff off the internet when you try to post stuff, and they don't want anybody to read the truth about what spike proteins do and how dangerous they are and natural alternatives to coming down with different types of endothelial blood vessels that line the arteries damage from these spike proteins to try to do the best they possibly can to cause massive death as quickly as they can in the population. It's the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. And Austin, I was thinking about this last night. You know, before this last election, they put barbed wire and chain link fence and thousands and thousands of troops in D.C., and they're still there. They're all still there. Why would they do that? Why would they allow those troops to stay in D.C. with all of that wire? Well, think about this for a second. When the population of patriots in the United States finally realizes that they had a kill shot and people start dropping dead in the streets and people start filling up mortuaries and hospitals and they're blaming it on the unvaccinated and they're blaming it on everybody they can blame it on. And we, the patriots, know what's going on. Are they afraid that the patriots are going to march on D.C. because of what they've done and they forced all of these people to take kill shots to reduce the population of the United States by almost three quarters? Is that what they're scared of? They're scared of something. They're really scared of something, or they wouldn't have thousands and thousands of troops in D.C. right now with barbed wire and chain link fence up everywhere. They're doing as best as they can to mitigate the blowback from everything they're doing right now. Think through it. What do you think? How about you, Austin? What do you think about that? Oh, it's been very strange. I've had that discussion with Doug Hagman and numerous people repeatedly, including local law enforcement down here. The fact that they've had such a military presence. Now, allegedly, allegedly, it's come out now last week that apparently this week they're supposed to be rolling out a huge portion of the National Guard that are up there. However, however, even though they've been there for five months, they are now saying they will not open the Capitol building or any of the surrounding buildings to the public due to police shortage. There you go. So now they've got the infrastructure in place. Now they've got the military that's been in place for five months. Now they're starting to back the National Guard out. But here's the part that is interesting. In the last bill 
this, you know, funny money bill that bumbling buffoon Biden allegedly signed. I say allegedly because I don't even know who he is as far as running around. Half the time when I see him looks like a different person with his giant mask and sunglasses on. You can't even tell if it's him or not. But the last bill, the $1.9 billion bill aimed at strengthening the security at the Capitol, in that bill was $700 million for this year alone for the Capitol Police the D.C. police, and another $200 million was in that bill to establish a quick reaction force, a quick reaction force, QRF. You guys have heard that term before. They used it repeatedly in the film 13 Hours. This is what they refer to as basically fast deployment fire teams. This is a quick reaction force. They're on staff all of the time, they're on call all of the time, and they do rotations. It's similar to a SWAT team in a local city or town, meaning they're there on standby all the time. These guys are basically hot gunners. These are not local law enforcement. These are not guys that are walking around with a little Glock. This is a quick reaction force. These are fire teams. $200 million was in that bill to establish a QRF to support, to support not to be with, not to expand, to support Capitol Police in the case of a future emergency. So you had literally almost a billion dollars, a billion, would they be, in that last bill to expand the Capitol Police and build a QRF in the Capitol. There's a reason why they put 10-foot and 8-foot tall razor wire and chain link fence like Dad just said. There's a reason why they're expanding the Capitol Police to an extent now where they said the reason why the National Guard apparently is not needed is because the Capitol Police are going to take over that job and keep everything locked down. It the same human capacity. They're about to put thousands of Capitol Police on the street in Washington, D.C. Dad's exactly right. What in the world are they doing this for? And they, they come, of course, they come up with the complete and total BS narrative. Oh, it's, it's because there's an insurrection on January 6th. Really? Really? Are we, we still gonna, are we still gonna buy that line five months later? I mean, what, let's talk about Portland. Let's talk about Seattle. Let's talk about LA. Let's talk about Chicago. Oh, that's right. No, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're not talking about the violence, the shootings, the fire bombings, the Molotov cocktails. None of that for the last year. Still continuing to go on in Portland and other places. No, not going to talk about that. But there were some patriots that got pretty frustrated on January 6th. And law enforcement, as you can see in videos, opened up the gates and opened up the doors and allowed them to go into the Capitol building. And, of course, we're using that now as the pretext to build one of the largest military police forces in the entire world in Washington, D.C. They're starting to say now the aspect and the amount of law enforcement that's going to be in D.C. is going to be the highest per person capita in the entire country, meaning there's going to be more law enforcement per individuals than any other state in the country. I mean, to a far degree. Now we're building a QRF, a quick reaction force in D.C. with $200 million. I don't even know what that's going to look like. I can pretty much already tell you. It's going to be all retired military and military contractors. That's what that is. That's $200 million. 
You're getting two hundred million dollars for a, a police team? Are you kidding me right now? You understand the the weaponry and machinery and tools they're going to have at their disposal at two hundred million dollars this year alone? There's something going on right now they do not want people talking about. And obviously, when you start to criticize somebody and you find out you can't criticize them, you find out real quick who runs the show. And that's exactly what we're starting to see with the information that's come out from the World Economic Forum now, where they have been discussing that they are massively, massively supporting that employees be forced between taking the COVID shot or unemployment if they choose not to take the shot. They're pushing that now. They're basically saying that if you basically get your COVID jab or you face consequences, that's what they said in the tweet. You get your COVID jab or you face consequences. What? Consequences for not taking an experimental RNA gene therapy shot? There's no consequences for not taking that. Free men don't have consequences for choosing not to have a medical intervention. This is a medical treatment. It does not meet the criteria nor definition of a vaccine. Let's be real clear on that. But for some odd reason, they know what's going on. And they're trying to force everybody to get it. There's a reason why in the tweet it says, get your COVID jab or face consequences from your employer. That's what it says on the tweet from the World Economic Forum. Notice it says, get your COVID jab. They always tell you what they're going to do. They always tell you what they're up to. Why does it say get your COVID vaccine? Why does it say get your COVID jab or face consequences? Well, because they know it's not a vaccine or else they would say it's a vaccine. They can only lie so much to some extent. But one thing that they're getting very good at is forcing people to go against their will simply because of lies and propaganda. They've gotten very good at this. But I am pleased to say that there are a lot of people now, like I said, that are starting to wake up and realize what's actually happening right now. And the more this starts to escalate, the more aggressive they're going to get. This is why when you start looking at what's happening with the cash, the inflation, the food, the economy, all of it is spooling up now for one big, giant bubble pop. And when that happens and everything starts to go haywire, they're going to blame it, of course, on COVID. And they'll blame it on the anti-vaxxers because the individuals that decided not to get the experimental COVID jab <laughs> are going to be the ones that are allegedly spreading the disease. They've already lined it up. You can already see where this is going. This is why the sick, sadistic pedophiles in the school board system are refusing to allow children to breathe fresh air and trying to force them to still wear masks in the school system. They're getting it lined up to where Pfizer gets the approval, the emergency approval for 6 months to 12 years old for the experimental injection. They're working on it right now, guys, with no placebo group. told you guys that. They're getting it lined up. That is why they're doing the mask. They're waiting until they get approval for the shot, and they're going to say in order to go back to school and be back to normal, you, your child, is going to have to get this experimental shot. If not, they're going to have to socially isolate, they're going to have to eat by themselves, and they're going to have to wear a mask at all times. They're going to ostracize and they're going to demonize any child that chooses not to get this injection or their parents choose not to get this injection. That is going to happen. Dad and I have called almost everything out the last year on spot because you can see what's happening. All you have to do is read it and look between the lines. Like that movie Dad's quoted before, 
great movie, Open Range. He goes, if you listen to what somebody says closely enough, they'll tell you what they're going to do. Even if they don't tell you what they're going to do, they will tell you what they're going to do if you listen closely enough. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. This is why I have been so adamant about noncompliance and civil disobedience on every factor of this. Because as I said at the beginning, it didn't have anything to do with health. When's the last time you saw a commercial about getting outside and getting natural D3 levels up with sunshine? Just I mean, Something everybody can do for free. Walk outside and get some sunshine. Now I get it. Some states are overcast, like Seattle and stuff like that. I get it. But for the most part, that's still a free thing. You go outside, you get sunshine. Boost your D3. What happened to not buying high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oil, MSG, sodium nitrite? Just back those out of your diet. Just back them out of your diet. You'll be surprised what happens, especially the high fructose corn syrup. I had a friend years ago, heavy soda drinker, heavy soda drinker, trying to lose weight. Wasn't really fat, but probably 20, 30 pounds overweight. And I told him, I said, dude, I said, I'll tell you right now. I said, you do this for me. I'll tell you right now. I will tell you how to lose five to 10 pounds without doing anything different except for one change. He's like, what do you mean? I said, you don't have to change your diet. I said, you don't eat that horrible. I said, you kind of eat junk sometimes. I said, but it's not horrible. I said, you do one thing for me, one thing. And I guarantee you, you'll drop five to 10 pounds. He said, what is it? I said, drop sodas out of your diet. He goes, what? Oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. I said, it's fine. Don't, don't complain to me about being fat anymore then. You complain about having a gut. I said, I'm telling you, one thing, one thing you have to do, easiest thing, don't buy it. So I do, don't buy it. He goes, all right, fair enough. Sure enough, I saw him like three weeks later and stomach already slimming down. I said, what are you doing? I said, you're looking great. He goes, man, he said, I listened to you. He said, I, I tapered down the sodas after a couple of days. He goes, I've been off all Mountain Dew, all soda for the last three weeks now. He's like, I'm already down like six pounds. I said, oh, imagine that. Imagine that. He said, you're absolutely right. He said, I feel so much better. My mental acuity is better. My energy is better. My weight's coming down. I said, imagine that. I said, you're not pumping your liver full of high fructose corn syrup all day long. See, your body can handle small amount of toxins here and there. And it's truth. You go out somewhere, you eat some junk food once a month. Is it going to have a huge impact on your body? Probably not if you eat pretty healthy. But what happens is when you keep adding toxins in your body, in your liver, in your kidneys, in your digestive system, in your colon, and everything's trying to flush that crap out literally every single day, you get toxic overload. The body can't handle it. It can't detox. It has too much trash in it. It's like a, like a landfill. And all of a sudden, after a while, the body will start shutting down in certain aspects. Certain things won't happen. A lot of times, females will no longer be able to get pregnant. Men basically will start losing a lot of their sex drive and energy. Their mental acuity will go down. Your energy will go down. Your focus will go down. Your drive in general will go down. Your body just starts shutting itself down. It's like a machine. And then all of a sudden, you start getting that garbage out of your diet. You start flushing your system out. You start running stuff like GHI cleanse and detox the liver and the kidneys. All of a sudden, your body starts waking back up. That's why all the time I tell people, so, dude, take one thing if you want detox, just GHI cleanse. GHI cleanse, keep it simple. There's obviously more things we can do. Seven-day colonic cleanse is incredibly effective, but that's, that's invasive. You know what I mean? I tell people that. You've got to be ready to do that. It works incredibly well, but you have to be ready to do it. The GHI cleanse super easy. Do a GHI cleanse fast for a week. I know a lot of people that have done that. 
going GHI cleanse. You do GHI cleanse shakes, vanilla GHI cleanse shakes every day, multiple times a day. No food, just GHI cleanse. And you'll be shocked on how much better you feel just after a couple days. Why? Because your body is cleaning out and detoxing. It is so important right now, my friends, that you continue to keep your immune system strong and your body strong and everything about you strong right now. Are you going to cheat sometimes with a bad meal or a cheeseburger? Yeah, it's going to happen. Everybody does it sometimes. But the key is keeping it down to like a 90-10. 90% of the time you eat clean, 10% of the time you eat trash. Should you eat the 10%? Absolutely not. Are you going to eat it? Probably, because that's just how we are. But you don't want to flip to the 1090, where 10% of the time you're eating clean and 90% of the time you're eating trash. That's when you start having health problems. That's when you start getting sick. That's when you basically start gaining massive amounts of weight. Because right now, it is a full onslaught on our immune system. Like Dad said, there's a reason why they're trying to drop inacetylcysteine right now. I mean, I've got people emailing me all over the world right now saying, dude, we can't get it. I said, dude, we got it. We're stocked up on it. I've been stockpiling as much as I can because I know how effective that product is and how healthy it is for the liver and the body. Australia, Europe, a lot of places right now, dude, places are pulling it off the shelves just just randomly. I told you Amazon a couple weeks ago. They said, dude, we're done. We're not going to sell inacetylcysteine anymore. We're going to slowly start pulling it, all of it, all of it off the Amazon marketplace. Why? Why would they do that? Well, because they're in cahoots with the FDA, and the FDA does not want any alternative methods right now to maintain a healthy immune system. The narrative, the only narrative right now that is supposed to be talked about is how you're supposed to get your shot. That is why there are dating apps now that are making sure you can put your vaccinated badge up at the top. They've actually partnered with .gov. I think it was like nine or ten of them. I talked about on the Hagman Show on Friday. Dating apps now. As if it's not hard enough to find somebody in this strange, weird world, now you have people putting up their vaccinated status. Now, granted, I have to say, if you're basically awake and you decide you don't want to get injected with an experimental shot, that does give you a very clear indication of how that person acts, what they do, and their pretty much stance on most stuff if you see that they've been injected. So some aspects it may be positive, but on the other aspect, we really starting to go down this route now? We really start to go down this vaccine badge route to where if you don't have your vaccine badge, you're not acceptable in society. If you don't have your vaccine badge, you're not going to go to the store. I talked to my friends about that last night. I said, you know we're getting to that point. He said, yeah, I know. I said, it's going to get to that point pretty soon. I said, Florida will probably be immune. Texas will be immune. Montana, some of these good states. I said, but a lot of these really far left liberal states, I said, it's going to reach a point to where you're going to go into the store. And you're going to try to buy food for your family, and they're going to say, we, we need to see your vaccine statement. We need to see your passport. And if you don't have it, they're going to escort you out of the building. That's coming, my friends. You can see the writing on the wall. So I encourage everybody, get prepped, get ready, and continue to stand up for your rights, Dad. What do you think? Excellent summary, Austin, and you're right. I don't really see it as a bad thing if I was single and on a dating app and they were all posting up they've been vaccinated. I'd be avoiding those people, to be honest with you, because you're right. It tells you more about a person's true values than anything else. The other day I was had gone to a neighbor's house, and neighbors are extremely liberal, and they go to church, which always seems odd to me. always seems like an oxymoron, and I needed a Bible to give away to a friend of mine, and I had run out of Bibles that I give away. 
And I thought, I asked, I asked if they have one. I had one and they said they get one for the church for me. And they said, and I said, we started talking about the vaccine. And I said, have you guys been vaccinated? And they said, of course we have. And I said, do you do realize it's an experimental jab, right? And they go, oh yeah, we know. Uh, Why did you do it? And he goes, well, we figured there were so many people doing that if we die, everybody else is going to die too. I'm like, okay. That sounds like really odd, real strange reasoning, but whatever. <laughs> Just don't not even respond to that. And, and you know, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Trying to convince people not to get vaccinated at this point is kind of like a waste of time because they pretty much decided they're going to do it or decided they're not going to do it in spite of the thousands dead, according to the CDC's own documents here in the, in the United States. Like I mentioned on Friday, I think 58 people died from the swine flu vaccine back in the 70s. The Carter, the CDC and the FDA and everybody pulled it off the market immediately because they said it was too dangerous to be out there. But let's not think about the thousands and thousands of people that have died much less than only about 1% of these people are ever reported to the adverse reactions for the vaccines, which means there could be literally hundreds of thousands dead now. Unbelievable. And they're not going to tell us when people die. They're not. They're going to do exactly, just like we have right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to have the media completely obfuscating all of it and blaming everything on the people who are not vaccinated. That's what they're going to do. They're going to say we have another surge of coronavirus because these people have not gotten vaccinated. And it's the non-vaccinated people's fault that people are dying. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had some water for a second. And when that happens, we're going to basically be in a situation where the vaccinated will start to further ostracize the non-vaccinated. Now, here's the good news about all of it. You want to look at good news. If this kill shot really does what it's supposed to do, and so many people basically leave the planet and they die from this kill shot, at that point in time, a lot of the liberals who are taking the shot will be gone. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that, and the people can't think through stuff. But I'll always remember for all of those guys who are still Trumpies or Trumpers or Trumpets here listening right now, this was Donald Trump's big deal. He was the one who did Operation Warp Speed. He was the one who, quote-unquote, forced this stuff into the population. He was the one who helped sign the executive order making an emergency youth authorization for this. This was Trump. So don't let yourself forget that when you start seeing the results, like we've already seen with so many people dying now. Now, this is interesting. The Pennsylvania County is now saying that the voting machine issues affecting Republican balance, and after Dominion releases a statement, says that we regret any confusion this has caused. Now, they're saying that there are literally hundreds of thousands of ballots that were improperly or not counted properly. So we'll see where that goes, if that goes anywhere. And by the way, Senator Rand Paul has says he will not be getting the COVID vaccine, so I'll give him a kudos on that. And then we got to look at this. Remember the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, same group. You just put Rothschild slash Rockefeller slash Bill Gates slash Elon Musk slash 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 for all these cutouts. The Rothschild Investment Group, which has worked for decades and decades in laundering money, through its major global investment partners and investment banks, using the Vatican, running the dope out of Southeast Asia at first, and now running the dope out of Afghanistan. The Rothschild Investment Group partners with the Vatican to rebrand communism as inclusive capitalism. I'm going to repeat, the, repeat, repeat that. They're partnering with the Vatican to rebrand communism as inclusive capitalism. So the Vatican has come full-blown now in saying that you have to basically be 
how should I say, communist in order to have proper integral human well-being. Speaking to the Guardians, Pope Francis said, an economic system that is fair, trustworthy, and capable of addressing the most profound challenges facing community and our planet is urgently needed. You have taken up the challenge by seeking ways to make capitalism become a more inclusive instrument for integral human well-being. And the Guardians are those groups of people basically who, uh, how should I say, control and run BlackRock and Vanguard, the ones who control pretty much everything, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in assets underneath their control. Wow. The Guardians, these Van Rock and Black Rock Rothschilds, have already committed to hundreds of measurable actions, and council members will make ongoing commitments to continue to advance inclusive capitalism. They will be accountable for the public commitments and invite businesses around the world to join. Capitalism has created an enormous global prosperity, but has also left too many people behind, said to degradation, which has led to the degradation of our planet and is not widely trusted in society. Said, and this is a quote by Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, founder of the Council and Managing Partner of Inclusive Capital Partners. This council will follow the warning from Pope Francis to listen to the cry of the earth <laughs> and the cry of the poor and answer today's demands for a more equitable and sustainable growth model. So there you have it. The world's wealthiest banking dynasty, led by this Lynn Forrester Rothschild, openly in promoting world communism. But rest assured, it won't be their enormous wealth that will be redistributed. It will be yours. Always remember that. And always remember, too, it was the elite Jewish bankers, basically through the Rothschild banking cartel, that have funded communism now for over 150 years. Jacob Schiff, who was one of the founding members of the Federal Reserve Bank here in the United States, personally financed the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia in 1917. And the Rothschilds provided funding to Karl Marx to write his communist manifesto and we need to understand who these guys are and what they're involved in and just to cap that off in case this is not politically correct enough at this point caitlinjohnstone.com brilliant writer she wrote an article this week and she published it it says the u.s isn't an israeli puppet you say it's not so the u.s is not an israeli puppet and israel is not a u.s puppet it is one empire and she's right it's absolutely one empire. She goes on to say that nearly 200,000 protesters attended a pro-Palestinian demonstration in central London on Saturday afternoon. Another clear sign that the support for Palestinian rights is becoming increasingly mainstream, and the imperialists, that would be the Rothschild banking cartel, are losing control of the Israeli narrative. The real consequence of this is that people begin losing trust in government and media institutions which support Israel because without trust, the empire can't propagandize people and without the ability to propagandize us our rulers cannot rule there is no risk for israel of losing the u.s backing due to the u.s government suddenly evolving a conscience or listening to the constituents that won't happen but losing control of the narrative poses a major problem for the empire someone's image is going to have to change and those changes would end up benefiting palestinians wow we're already seeing this narrative management campaign come into play as mainstream outlets are now permitting some serious criticism of Israel because they basically are owned by Israel and the Rothschild banking cartels as far as all media, 95%. This is done cynically to prevent people from losing trust in propaganda institutions. Remember, control both sides of the narrative, but it also has real effects that can benefit real people. This is a good example of how expanding consciousness is always beneficial even on the most depraved institutions. <laughs> 
the more aware the public becomes of abusive imperial power dynamics, the less abuse the empire can get away with. The empire is losing control of the narrative, and that's always a good thing. And I'm posting that article today. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you, too. You guys are absolutely awesome, and I had the opportunity and the privilege to pray for you today. You guys are everything. I just I think you guys are awesome. You know, I love I've I've got my my number one relationship is basically God Almighty to Jesus Christ. Then comes my wife and my family. Then comes you guys, and I appreciate that. You guys are family to me, and it means the world to me that you guys listen to the show and you support Health Masters. Thank you so very much. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And again, continue to get the truth out there. I was talking on Hagman on Friday, and before the show, I was talking to one of my friends on the phone, and we were kind of discussing what was going on with this VAERS reporting. You know, it was a data dumped last week, and they came out and, you know, said I think it was 4,434 vaccine COVID, COVID injection deaths. With the VAERS. And of course, the media now is trying to spin it. I've seen multiple news articles where they're coming out now and they're saying, oh, well, don't worry about that. That's not all accurate at all. Doctors, doctors have said that there's no correlation, that the COVID injection isn't killing anybody at all. That this is, this is all just people fear mongering. I said, oh, <laughs> I don't know about all that. You read enough research, you start reading those reports on the VAERS, it's pretty clear what's going on. Now, what's interesting about it is that once you start doing the research, you start realizing there's something very weird going on. Even the um, Daily Mail had an article coming out now saying the CDC is now allegedly investigating dozens of reports of serious heart inflammation in teenagers and young adults that are occurring just four days after their second dose of Moderna or Pfizer. They're talking about myocarditis, which is similar to pericarditis. And it's basically inflammation of the heart. It can be life-threatening. And apparently there's all these teenagers and young adults that are coming down with it right after they get the shot. Well, you got yourself a question. What is in this stuff that is so toxic that is causing inflammation of the heart just a few days later? I mean, you got to remember, this isn't a huge amount of anything. You look at the actual dosage on the, the vial, and I think it's like, what, half a milliliter or something? Quarter of a milliliter? This is a small shot. It's not like they're pumping you full, you know, four, five, six, seven cc's of something. It's a small amount. It's this concentration of something that's so toxic in such a small amount. What could possibly be this toxic to start causing issues like myocarditis and pericarditis in these young children and young adults, I should say, with just a small dosage? I mean, where, where in the world is this supposed to be okay? And of course, it's ironic. Because the VAERS comes out and says, you know, there's been 4,400 deaths. Well, I pulled up numbers from the FBI on Friday. I talked this on the Hagman Show. The FBI, according to the FBI, homicide deaths, murders with long gun rifles, which can be, you know, AK-47s, AR-15s, so forth. The, the big, scary black rifle that they say they want to ban because, you know, there's roughly 300 murders per year with a long rifle in the United States. That's just pretty much average. It goes up and down a little bit, but that's average, about 300 per year. I went through the FBI statistics, their numbers, and I had to go from 2019 
all the way to 2006, through 2006, basically 15 years, so to speak, a full time frame in order to get 4,414 long rifle death homicides in the United States. Think about that for a second. Long rifles, the big black scary rifles, took from 2006, 2006, before the crash, before the housing bloom, you know, blow, blow up, 2006 all the way through 2019 to have enough long rifle deaths in the United States to meet the VAERS reporting of COVID injection deaths in the last five months. That should put it into perspective, my friends. The next time somebody starts running their mouth about, you need to get the shot, and we need to ban rifles, that's the numbers you pull up. Five months of COVID injections has been the same amount of deaths as 15 years of FBI statistics on long rifle homicides in the United States. That should put it in perspective. And granted, every death is horrific, whether it's a rifle, whether it's a shot. All, all life is precious. But what I'm saying is here, think about what they're actually doing. Think about what's happening right now, my friends. Thank you for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Numerous kits and specials on sale right now, including the magnesium brain food till the end of the month. Got about one more week left on that. And uh, the product of the week, Cortisol Buster, on sale right now. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com and vote for what you want to see win this Wednesday as well. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.